It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand, and this week, for the week of February 27th, 2014, show number 64. We have all kinds of fun, as we're going to keep it magical with talking dogs, new DT members, and more, because we have none other than Regan Burns stopping here at the show. That's right, Regan Burns, who currently plays the father on Dog with a Blog, the hit Disney Channel show, is going to be stopping in and talking about his comedic backgrounds, his stand-up, Burger King commercials, and what is it like working with a talking dog Stan on Dog with a Blog. And Regan's going to stop in and share all of that with all of you D-heads shortly here at the show. In addition, we have the D-team back. That's right, we have Aaron back. As you have more questions for Aaron, and he's going to answer them and dip his hand in that virtual mailbag and answer them with I Want to Know. We also have Lexi back, our D-team member from Down Under, as she's going to take the Hollywood walk and give you a little bit more about our very special guest, Regan Burns. And we have an all-new D-team member debuting here this week. That's right, you've read her blogs on our official website, and now you get to hear Caitlin speak as she's going to be debuting with WDW in 2. We also have all kinds of news, hot off the D-wire, special fun, little tidbits, and even a trip down memory lane with a lot of vintage things here this week. So get ready, all of you D-heads, as we have all kinds of fun lined up as we are at the tail end of February. So pop in those earbuds, get ready for some magic, and let's officially kick off show number 64 for the week of February 27th, 2014. I'll be right back, all VD heads. Let me know if you see any talking animals. It's a world of laughter, a world of tears. It's a world of hope and a world of fear. There's so much that we share that it's time we're aware. It's a small world after all. It's just one moon and one golden sun. And it's smile means friendship to everyone. Though the mountains divide and the oceans wide, it's a small world after all. It's a small world after all.
what's coming up next on the Disney Channel. This week on the Mickey Mouse Club. What you say is not necessarily what you mean. Family Ties' Mark Price gives the lowdown on Michael J. Fox. The man is a giant. I bet you didn't know that, huh? He was drafted by the Lakers out of college. You'll hit the road with country music's leading lady, Reba McIntyre. My number one rule is treat people like I want to be treated. Plus, you'll be seeing double when the Mickey Mouse Club rocks you with a strung-out tune from twice. Talk about a happening week on the Mickey Mouse Club. Wednesday. The Lone Ranger. Raccoon Boy! New challenges confront the family for rent. Don't, don't read that. It's a love note. From your teacher? She's twisted. Cindy Williams and Bill Hudson team up on Just Like Family. Then on Danger Bay. Man's best friend prevents a disaster. If a whale had have swallowed this, he'd be dead in three or four hours. And finds a home at the aquarium. Danger Bay after the all-new comedy series Just Like Family. <laughs> How do you do with shake and shake and shake hands? And how do you do with shake and state your name and business? Ah! Groucho! Groucho! You go through life and never know the day when fate may bring A situation that will prove to be embarrassing Your face gets red, you hide your head and wish that you could die But that's old-fashioned, here's the thing that you should really try Say, Say how do you do with shake and shake and shake hands? How do you do with shake and state your name and business? Miss Wyman, please, you're up. Janie, Janie it is. You introduce your girlfriend to your very special beau. Uh -huh. And then he doesn't call you, and the next thing that you know, you see them both a-walking down the street as big as life. Where? And when he says, my dear, I'd like to have you meet my wife, say, how do you do it, shake hands, shake hands, so shake fun. hands. How do you do it, shake hands, What's shake your name of business. What's your language? Grouch! You go into a barber shop to get yourself a shave. Well, what else do and you get? And if you are the kind of guy who never can behave, oh, never, never, never. ask the manicurist for a little kiss or two. <laughs> and then when you discover it's her husband shaving you, say, oh, how do you do? We shake hands, we shake hands, shake hands. Say, how do you do? We shake hands, state your name and business. Next time I just get a shoe shine. Well, move over. We're at the wedding of some folks you hardly know by sight. And in a conversation with a lady on your right, oh, you say you think the bride's a mess, her face she ought to hide. And when you find you're talking to the mother of the bride, say, hey, how, how do you do? do? Shake hands, what happened shake to the whiskey? Hands, shake hands, Somebody how do you ran do? away shake with the whiskey. Hands, your name and business. I'm getting <laughs> thirsty. Where's the whiskey? Give me me, lad. You're speeding down the highway and you're feeling the suburb. Suburb! You hear a siren and pull over to the curb. To the curb! And when a cop who's big and tough comes walking up to you. To you! And ask you where the fire is that you are going to. Say, how do you do? Say, how do you do? State your name and business. Ah! Groucho! While walking through a cemetery very late at night. Huh? 
You find that you're confronted by a figure dressed in white. And though the blood inside your veins has quickly turned to ice. But everything will be okay if you take my advice. Say, Hi, I'm Robbie Benson, the author of I'm Not Dead Yet and also The Beast. And you're listening to Disney On Demand. I can't believe it. It's Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, so I'm back once again, and I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 64 for the week of February 27th, 2014, as we gear up for all kinds of fun with talking dogs and more, as we have Regan Burns from Disney's Dog with a Blog stopping in here very shortly. We have the D-team back in the debut of an all-new D-team member here as well. So before we jump into news hot off the D-wire, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected with us here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, archives, the complete backlog of all of our shows, and the latest news blogs and more, as well as connecting up with the D-Team. Right there on our homepage at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and more. Just search Disney Blue, B-L-U, or Diz Radio. And remember, you can always subscribe to our shows on Stitcher Radio and iTunes. Just search Diz Radio. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, let's jump into news hot off the D-wire, and there is a ton of it surrounding everything so far this week. And let's kick off with a little bit of Frozen news. And how about the Piano Guys releasing an all-new music video, Let It Go? Yes, an all-new take on the hit song, from Disney's Frozen. Now Utah's favorite dads, the Piano Guys, have released their latest self-made music video called Let It Go, inspired by the landscape depicted in Disney's film Frozen. Now the Piano Guys shot the video in a real winter palace built one icicle at a time without using a green screen. Filming for the first in 4K, this new technology allowed them to capture the detail of the snow and definition of each icicle. Now, the arrangement of the song was created using 90 tracks of cello, piano, and vocals. Now, you can check out the video on their official YouTube page. Now, the Piano Guys version of Let It Go is also available for purchase as an audio track at all digital service providers. As they have noted, we all love the movie Frozen and its single Let It Go, says Stephen Sharp Nelson. There's so much emotion, energy, and drama packed into each tune. Now, with Winter Upon Us, we thought it was a perfect choice for our next music video. Now, the Piano Guys started making music videos together for fun, and it's their hobby, and it turned into a worldwide phenomenon when their self-made YouTube videos massed millions and millions of views, over 350 million to be exact. Now, to date, the Utah-based classical pop group has released three major label albums on Portrait Sony Masterworks, The Piano Guys, The Piano Guys 2, and a holiday album called A Family Christmas. Now, the members of the group include Stephen Sharp Nelson, John Schmidt, 
Al Vanderbeek, and Paul Anderson. If you want to find out more about this or listen to their rendition, you can find it on our official website, or you can also visit thepianoguys.com. Now, continuing on with news, a lot of different things happen in the week in terms of new news, old news, and more. But how about remembering somebody that is very important in the Disney company? And as Walt once said, Mickey is Mickey and Donald is Donald. But we all know that there's some very talented people that have been behind these characters for ages, many of which that we've had guests here at DizRadio.com. And one of those first people to bring to life many of Walt's creations was that of Clarence Charles Ducky Nash. Yes, the original, you guessed it, Donald Duck. Donald has been Mickey's friend and one of the Fab Five for ages. From his hot temper, silly antics, you instantly fall in love with Donald Duck. He was a character that many people could relate to. And we all get hot-headed, we lose our temper, we get frustrated when our family members, much like Huey, Dewey, and Louie, cause trouble. But always in the end, Donald was happy, humble, and lovable. And to this day, Donald still is a fan favorite. Now, Clarence was such a key player in many classic animated cartoons that he was also the original voice of Tom in Tom and Jerry. And his hometown in Oklahoma honors him with a street named after him. Walt had known who Nash was previously from his voice work and asked him for his information and to do an informal audition. And he assigned him to do some family ducks in an animated feature. It would then go on to be a lifelong career for him. Now, the last feature film to feature many of the talents of Clarence Charles Ducky Nash was of Mickey's Christmas Carol, although there were many commercials and promos that aired after his passing as well. So let's not forget how important many of these characters are as they pass on voice role to voice role, and in this past week, we can all bow our heads for the anniversary of the passing of the very first Donald Duck with Clarence Charles Ducky Nash passing away in 1985 this week. Now, as we continue on, one of the things I love about Disney now is I can talk about Star Wars, and let's talk about Star Wars Episode 7. Now, there's a lot of great things with Star Wars Episode 7 that is everybody is off the radar on this. They're excited for it. There's a lot of things going on. So if you want to check out our blog, yes, at DizRadio.com, we picked the top three fan-made posters for the upcoming film. Now, there's a lot of artwork out there. Some is so realistic. Their Photoshop work and design skills are phenomenal. They are fantastic. So we went through and narrowed it down to the top three choices. So I want all of you D-heads out there to check it out. I mean, there are some really good ones about Evil Never Dying, you know, Legacies of Darth Vader, and more. So definitely check it out. And, you know, if there's any fan art that you think is fantastic, definitely shoot it our way and, you know, let us know because... We are excited for Star Wars, and I love good design work. Now, pushing right along in Disney news, let's talk about movies and Disney movies. And we all love those Disney movies, and how about the all-new Watch Disney, Pixar, and Marvel movies on the go with the new cloud service with the Disney Movies Anywhere app. Yes, this is the hottest thing this past week, and the Walt Disney Studios announced this week that its exclusive cloud-based digital movie service, Disney Movies Anywhere, is now released. Now, this is an all-new app for the iPhone, iPad, and iPod Touch, and a web experience enables consumers to discover, purchase, manage, and watch Disney movies from Disney, Pixar, and Marvel at home and on the go. Now, iTunes is the premier digital movie provider for Disney movies anywhere. Now, Disney Movies Anywhere app is absolutely free to download. Now, the debut of the Disney Movies Anywhere app coincides with the digital release of Disney's hit film, Frozen. And it features Disney's library of over 400 active digital titles. In addition, for a limited time, Disney Movies Anywhere users who activate and connect their Disney Movies Anywhere account to their iTunes account will receive a free digital copy of Disney Pixar's animated classic, 
The Incredibles. Now, Disney Movies Anywhere offers an exceptional consumer experience built around some of the most beloved and popular entertainment brands in the world, said Alan Bergman, president of the Walt Disney Studios. This unique technology underscores Disney's commitment to meeting our consumers where they are with the content they want and their thrill to debut with iTunes, the number one digital media retailer in the world. Now, this is an easy-to-use interface, and consumers can explore live-action and animated films from all three film franchises, Disney, Pixar, and Marvel. You can watch exclusive content and bonus features as well, and preview upcoming offerings as well. Now, there are a lot of great things on this, and as they have put it, Disney Movies Anywhere is an adaptable digital ecosystem designed to help consumers consolidate their Disney movie collections and enjoy them for years to come, said Chief Technology Officer of the Walt Disney Studios. Now, since 2008, Disney has included codes in a select DVD and Blu-ray products redeemable for digital copies of Disney, Pixar, and Marvel films. Users can now redeem these codes through Disney Movies Anywhere and digital copy titles previously redeemed in the Disney Movie Rewards or via iTunes will automatically be active in both Disney Movies Anywhere and iTunes once the user logs in to the app. Now, additionally, for the first time, consumers can now earn Disney Movie Reward points for their digital purchases as well. If you want to find out more about this, definitely check it out. You can go to the App Store. Just go to appstore.com slash Disney, and you can download it right there for your iPhone, iPad, and iPod Touch. Definitely check it out. I already know that it's on ours. Now, continuing on with Disney movies, we were just talking about the Piano Guys and Frozen, and how about Walt Disney Records' Frozen soundtrack and Let It Go single, both certified platinum. Yes, you heard me correct. 11 weeks after its release, the Frozen soundtrack has certified platinum, selling over 1 million copies, and has spent four non-consecutive weeks at the number one spot on the Billboard 200 chart. Now, industry sources are forecasting the album's return to the top position this coming week as well. Now, the last soundtrack to spend five weeks at number one on the Billboard chart was 1998's Titanic. The Oscar-nominated song Let It Go, performed by Miss Menzel, also certified platinum this week as well with over 1.2 million sales. Now, Menzel, who provides the voice of Elsa in the film, will perform the song at the Oscars. Now, the album maintains its number one position on the Billboard soundtrack chart, which peaked at number one and on iTunes overall in 31 countries. Now, in a wide release since November 27th, Frozen posted the number one all-time Thanksgiving debut and the largest opening ever for a Walt Disney Animation Studios film. Now, Frozen and Walt Disney Animation Studios' 53rd feature film has earned more than $980 million worldwide, including $384 million domestically. Now, it's named the best animated film by more than a dozen critic associations, and it won a Golden Globe for Best Animated Film, plus five Annie Awards. Now, the film is nominated in two categories for the Oscars for Best Animated Feature and Best Original Song in Let It Go. Now, Frozen is available in Digital HD and Digital 3D this week, and also the newly launched Disney Movies Anywhere. Now, the soundtrack also features eight original songs as well. So this is fantastic news for Disney on the Frozen front. I mean, this movie just keeps rocking the charts. I mean, I don't know where this Frozen mania came from, but uh, it's been going strong. Now, continuing on in Disney news, let's get back to the small screen and television, the Oscars, since we are on the, I guess, talking about the Oscars, and the Muppets and Lipton Tea. Yes, the Muppets and Lipton inspire people to be more tea. 
and break out of the autopilot of every day. That's right, Lipton revealed plans for the launch of its Be More Tea campaign, a new global brand positioning encouraging people to snap out of their routines and to embrace each day with a more present, playful, and thoughtful mindset. Now, the campaign will kick off with a 60-second commercial spot airing during the Academy Awards featuring the Muppets as they prepare for their upcoming movie, Muppets Most Wanted. As they have released, we live in a busy world. It's easy to slip into a routine with our heads down, moving from one place or obligation to the next. And Lipton wants to inspire consumers to look up, take in all that life has to offer, and enjoy what you may have otherwise missed. The new ad will feature the Muppets and it will air for the first time on TV during the Academy Awards on Sunday, March 2nd. Now it highlights the essence of Be More Tea Spirit with playfulness, fun, and irreverence that the Muppets can give. Now the ad was created and produced by Adam and Eve DDB of London. As they put it, who is more fun to let loose of your daily routine than the Muppets? Now, since we are on the small screen, let's just give a little nod and goodbye. Over the last couple of weeks, we have talked about Good Luck Charlie, and this last week or so, Good Luck Charlie is officially over. Yes, Good Luck Charlie has said goodbye. It was a tearful ending as Teddy went off to college. There were some great old faces and more. Now, I'm not going to go too deep into it because over the last couple of shows, I have talked about Good Luck Charlie and the show ending. But let's just bow our heads in a moment of silence, and, and maybe you'll hear something here in the show to give a little bit of a pat on the back to our good friends from Good Luck Charlie. Now, as we continue on with the small screen, yeah, there's a couple of different things here. How about Disney Channel adding Doc McStuffins to its programming lineup in India? That's right. Disney Channel from the Disney Network is adding the renowned animation series to its programming lineup, Doc McStuffins. Yes, Doc McStuffins is about a six-year-old Dottie Doc McStuffins who communicates and heals her stuffed animal friends, toys, and more out of her backyard clinic. Now, sharing her views on premiering the series, Disney India Kids Channel's directors have said, We are dedicated to developing and building properties that appeal to kids parents along with the entire family and unique story modes that can help everybody grow hand in hand and paw in paw. Now last year they launched Sophia the First with movies and series and completely dedicated to the growth of children in Disney Channel India and now Doc McStuffins is coming as well. As they have officially released, we believe that the heartwarming stories with relatable characters have a universal appeal and resonate with kids and families all over the globe. Now, the program has been a hit on Disney Junior in the United States, and the series premiere attracted over 1.08 million children aged 2 to 5, and the show has attracted an average of 918,000 viewers in the same demographic for each episode. Now, since I am talking about the small screen, it seems like there's a lot of small screen news here, let's talk about Girl Meets World. Now, over the last few weeks, you may have heard me talk about Girl Meets World as production is officially on the way. Well, how about one of our favorite people from Glee, Jane Lynch? Yes, and Jane Lynch is going to guest star on the Boy Meets World sequel, Girl Meets World. Yes, the Boy Meets World sequel, Girl Meets World, has seemingly landed a major guest star as Glee star Jane Lynch has tweeted that she will appear on the Disney Channel series, which is expected to debut later this year. Now, a fan asked the actress on Twitter, is there any truth to the rumors that you have a guest role on Girl Meets World? To which Lynch replied, yes, there is truth. She did not specify what role she would play or anything else. She just said yes. Now, the actress has plenty of experience working in schools on television as she has starred as Sue Sylvester on Glee for more than four seasons. Now, she's also served as a foil to the Glee Club on that show and acted as a cheerleading coach as well. So perhaps Corey and Topanga, as well as daughter Riley, should choose her extracurricular activities carefully 
depending on Lynch's character. I think it's going to be fun and it's going to be great. So definitely check it out because Girl Meets World is going to debut. And let's just say, you know, come on, Jane Lynch adding to it, it's going to be a fun dynamic. Now, moving away from the small screen, and let's get to the parks. And how about Disney raising park admission prices? Yes, as we all know, prices continue to skyrocket. And just a few days after this announcement, let's just say uh, Universal Studios raised their prices as well. But Walt Disney World has now raised its ticket prices to $99 for a single-day pass to its Magic Kingdom, as the USA Today has reported. Now, this comes only eight months after the theme park's last admission increase in June of 2013. At that point, the daily admission rose $6 to $95 for a single ticket. Now, admission for Disney's other parks also increased. Visitors to Epcot, Animal Kingdom, and the Hollywood Studios will now have to pay $94 for a day's amusement at these parks. As they have put it, our pricing reflects the high quality and breadth of experiences we offer and our ongoing commitment to investing into our parks, said Disney spokesman Brian Malanis, as he told the Orlando Sentinel this week. We offer a variety of ticket options that provide a great value and find that most guests select multi-day tickets that offer additional savings. Now, uh, just to put it in perspective, 30 years ago, a single-day pass to Walt Disney World was only $14. How about that? When I was 8 years old, my parents took me down there for $14. Amazing. Now, moving away from the parks, let's get to the Disney Cruise Line. And how about the Disney Cruise Line taking 13 first-place awards in the Cruise Critic Contest. That's right, the Disney Cruise Line sailed to 13 first-place finishes on the 2014 Cruise Critic Cruiser's Choice Awards. Wow, say that 10 times fast. The awards are based on passenger feedback at the cruise review site, Cruise Critic. Now, Disney took first place in the best ship category for the fantasy. It was the second year in a row that the ship has taken first-place honors in the large ship category. Now, Disney's Wonder was awarded first place in the same category for mid-sized ships, and it was awarded two other first-place awards as well for Best Entertainment and Best Service. Now, the Fantasy, Disney's newest cruise liner, took a total of nine first-place awards. Yes, other categories included Best Cabins, Best Dining, and Best for Families. So there's a lot of great things with the Disney Wonder won first-place honors for Best Entertainment, Best Service. There's also all kinds of things with this. Let's just say that the Cruise Line Choice Awards are fantastic honors for cruise liners to receive all the guest feedback and the honors that they deserve for everything that they've done over the past year. Now, moving away from parks and cruise ships, how about let's go to New York? Yes, let's go to New York City, and how about Disney set to film a Marvel series for Netflix in New York? Yes, you heard me right. The Walt Disney Company will film a live-action series for Netflix with Marvel superheroes in New York City, the biggest production commitment in state history, Governor Andrew Kimono said. Now, as he announced, the deal in Manhattan is providing incentives valued at over $4 million. Now, in November, Disney agreed to create four television series for Netflix using Marvel characters such as Daredevil, adding to the online streaming video service group lineup of original content. Now, as they've released, New York is where the entertainment industry started. And this unprecedented commitment from Disney and Marvel is further evidence that we're bringing it back bigger and better than ever before. The competition for these projects is fierce. Now, Disney's Marvel TV will start bringing the shows to Netflix in 2015, according to a November statement. Now, they will focus on heroes battling villains in New York's Hell's Kitchen. Now, Netflix committed to a minimum of four 
eight-episode series, culminating in the miniseries The Defenders. Now, Netflix, based in California, is gaining more Disney content following an agreement in 2012 with rights to show movies including Marvel, Pixar, and Lucasfilm titles. As they have put it, our Marvel series for Netflix will inject millions directly into the local economy and create hundreds of new jobs, said Robert Iger, chief executive officer of the Walt Disney Company. Now, since we are talking about the small screen, let's just say, how about this? Disney Channel stands as TV's number one total day network. Yes, you heard me right. Now you're like, all right, Disney Channel's number one once again. What's new about that? How about Disney Channel standing as the number one total day network for the 34th consecutive month? Yes, you heard me right. 34 consecutive months. That is fantastic. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to take a break here. I've been rambling on with news for quite some time, and we have even more news. And coming up very soon, we also have the debut of our all-new DT member. You have read her blogs. You've seen her on the DizRadio.com website. Well, now you can hear Caitlin speak, as she's going to be bringing you WDW in two. So get ready, as we have Caitlin, and we also have Aaron dipping his hand in the virtual mailbag with I Want to Know. So we have all kinds of D-team on the horizon as we gear up. For Stan the Talking Dog's uh, owner who doesn't know he talks, Regan Burns. That's right. And might I add, remember, DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Pixie Vacations. And the agents at Pixie Vacations can help you plan your Walt Disney World, Disneyland, and vacation by Disney and make it the most magical and memorable that you're going to have for your family. Definitely check them out at PixieVacations.com. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to take a break, release the reins to the D-team, and I'll be right back. and their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kirk right down that Dateline Disney Is it possible to improve a comedy classic? Disney Studios said yes and they proved it in this all new hilarious revival of the absent-minded professor more than 25 years after the release of the original film, which starred Fred McMurray, the absent-minded professor is back with a new look and a new cast that includes Harry Anderson. It's a story of an eager scientist whose discoveries lead him to new heights of hilarity. This thing isn't bouncing lower. It's bouncing higher. What do I call it? Line. Rubber. Blubber. It's good old-fashioned fun when Harry Anderson and Mary Page Keller star in the zany comedy, The Absent-Minded Professor, on NBC's Magical World of Disney, Sunday, May 21st. Hey, D-heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand, a new kind of Disney show, only on DizRadio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. 
Hi there, it's Caitlin here with WDWN2, a quick rundown of what's happening in the parks. In Sevendorf Mine Train news, the construction walls have finally been removed, allowing guests to take a closer peek at some neat details, like the twisting track, a waterfall, and the exterior of the Dorf's cottage. I happened to be in the Magic Kingdom just a couple of weeks ago, and I just missed seeing the walls removed. At least next time I'm there, I'll get to experience the completed attraction. The Epcot Flower and Garden Festival will be opening soon, running from March 5th through May 18th, and this year they're featuring even more vegetarian, vegan, and gluten-free options. From ghost pepper-dusted tilapia with crisp melon slaw and mint oil, to a bacon cupcake with maple frosting, there will be plenty of new dishes to try as you enjoy the beautiful flower-covered scenery. For fans of Epcot's annual Food and Wine Festival, you'll be thrilled to hear that the dates for this Fall's Fest have been extended an extra week. The official dates will be September 19th through November 10th, so mark your calendars and save your appetites. And my favorite news of all, if you haven't heard, Anna and Elsa from everyone's new favorite Disney movie, Frozen, will be joining the Festival of Fantasy lineup. They'll accompany Belle, Cinderella, and Tiana in the Princess Garden portion of the parade. I can't wait to hear the cheers as everyone notices their presence. If it's anything like Elsa's Let It Go portion and Celebrate the Magic, the Wishes pre-show, guests will be more than thrilled. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with more WDWN2. In the meantime, don't forget, you can fly. How do we get to Neverland? Fly, of course. Fly? It's easy. You think of a wonderful thought. Any happy little thoughts? Uh-huh. Like toys at Christmas, sleigh bells, snow? Yep. Watch me now. Here I go. It's easier than pie. He can fly. He can fly. He flew. Now you try. I'll think of a mermaid lagoon. Oh, underneath a magic moon. I'll think I'm in a pirate's cave. I'll think I'll be an Indian brain. Now everybody try. One, two, three. We can fly, we can fly, we can fly. This won't do. What's the matter with you? All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and something I forgot. Dust. Dust? Dust. Yup. Just a little bit of pixie dust. Now, think of the happiest things. It's the same as having wings. Let's all try it just once more. Look, we're rising off the floor. Jim and me. Oh, my. We can fly. You can fly. We can fly. Come on, everybody. Here we go. <laughs> Off to Neverland. Think of a wonderful thought. Any merry little thought. Think of Christmas. Think of snow. Think of sleigh bells. Off you go like reindeer in the sky. <laughs> You can fly, you can fly, you can fly.
Wednesday, the day you're more interested in boys than your talking dog. It's Thursday. I did not see that coming. You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads, this is Aaron, and I'm back with another installment of I Want to Know. We've been enjoying a break from the cold weather here in Arkansas, and spring can't get here soon enough. We have another great round of questions, so let's reach into the virtual mailbag and see what we have this week. Our first question this week comes from Tammy in Michigan, and she writes, My question is about Bill Nye the Science Guy. I read an article on the Diz Radio site, and I forgot how much I used to love those shows. How long did the series run? Is it out on DVD? And does it air in reruns? Was Bill always a science guy, or was he an actor? Thank you for the information. Well, Bill and I the Science Guy is an educational television program that originally aired from September 10, 1993 to June 20, 1998, hosted by William Bill Nye and produced by Disney Educational Productions. Bill Nye is an American science educator, comedian, television host, actor, writer, and scientist who began his career as a mechanical engineer at Boeing. He used to do training videos there. 
Nye began his professional entertainment career as an actor on a local sketch comedy television show in Seattle, Washington called Almost Live. He attempted to correct the show's host pronunciation of Gigawatt as Jigawatt. The host responded, Who do you think you are, Bill Nye the Science Guy? And Nye was thereafter known as such on the program. Bill Nye the Science Guy aired on PBS Kids and was also syndicated to local stations. Each of the hundred half-hour episodes aims to teach a specific topic in a natural science to preteen audience. The show is frequently used in schools as an education medium and it still airs in some PBS stations for this reason. Bill Nye's TV persona is a tall and slender scientist wearing a blue lab coat and a bow tie. He mixes the serious science of everyday things with fast-paced action and humor. Each half-hour show begins with Bill walking onto the set called Nye Laboratories, which is filled with scientific visuals including many of-science contraptions announced dramatically relevant to the topic of the show. Most half-hour episodes contain a mock song parody and music video in the soundtrack of science by Not That Bad Records, substituting a scientific roundup of the episode for the lyrics to a popular song. Each half-hour show ends with Bill explaining his departure in a clever description of an activity on topic. The credits sometimes roll next to a series of outtakes from the episode. An interesting fact, before this show, Bill Nye had previously worked alongside Christopher Lloyd in Back to the Future, the animated series, where Nye played Doc Brown's assistant and demonstrated several experiments. Walt Disney Studios Home Entertainment released the series in its entirety on DVD as part of the series' 20th anniversary. Our next question is uncredited. Don't forget, D-Heads, send your name and location so I can give you credit. The question is, a Walt Disney World question for the D-Team. Disney's 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea attraction was wonderful. I miss it so much. Are any of the subs still around, and is there a place to find the cue music they used to play? Aaron, is there also any merchandise from the ride out there? Both 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea Submarine Voyage was an attraction at the Magic Kingdom theme park at Walt Disney World from 1971 through 1994. Post-closure, several vehicles were left stationary in the lagoon and by the dock before the entire fleet was eventually pulled from the attraction in 1996. The submarines were regularly moved around to different locations in Walt Disney World backstage for several years, until eventually being stripped and buried in a landfill in 2004. Three of the vehicles were saved from the fleet's demise. Two were shipped to be sunk in the snorkeling lagoon at Castaway Key, Disney's private island. Here the two submarines were placed in various areas of the snorkeling lagoon and covered with cargo netting to help sea life and microbial corrosion cling to them. As of 2008, only one of those two Nautilus submarines still exists but both its wheelhouse and dorsal fins have been destroyed by hurricane weather. The third submarine sits in a lot behind Disney's Hollywood Studios. It can be seen in the Boneyard section of the Backlot Tours. The submarine's in fair condition with no damage visible to those who pass by. The fiberglass top of one of the Nautilus subs now resides behind Soaring and Epcot along with an old jungle cruise boat. There are some great YouTube videos of the attraction that includes the cue music, as far as merchandise, unfortunately, there's little to no merchandise available. 
Well, our final question this week comes from Jim Tellsmith of New Mexico, and he writes, With the Olympics going on, Aaron, it felt fitting I asked a question about cool runnings. I know the film is based on a true story, but I want to know how true. Was John Candy's role real? How much of it was accurate? Thanks, Aaron. Well, I've always enjoyed this movie, and John Candy has always been one of my favorite actors. Cool Runnings was released in 1993. It is loosely based on the true story of the Jamaica National Bobsled Team's debut in the bobsled competition of the 1988 Winter Olympics in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Some of the incidents that occurred in the film were real, such as the favorites to win the four-man event being the Swiss team, which they did, and the crash that eliminated the Jamaicans from further competition. However, there were several creative liberties taken by the filmmakers in order to complete the story. The bobsledders portrayed in the film are fictional, although the people who conceived the idea of a Jamaican bobsled team were inspired by pushcart racers and tried to recruit top track sprinters. However, they did not find any elite sprinters interested in competing instead recruited four sprinters from the army for the team. Irving Irv Blitzer, played by John Candy, is a fictional character. The real team had several trainers, none of whom were connected to any cheating scandal. At the time of the movie's release, the United States had not won a gold medal in bobsled at the Winter Olympics in the four-man event since 1948. In the film, the team is formed by Jamaican sprinters after failing to qualify for the 1988 Summer Olympics. Jamaican Summer Olympic trials would have occurred following the Winter Olympics in Calgary. One of the most fictionalized parts of Cool Runnings was the competition itself. In the film, the Jamaicans are regarded as unwelcomed outsiders to the games by other countries and ridiculed. In reality, Jamaicans were treated as equals and there was no real animosity towards a team and their competitors. In fact, the Jamaicans were aided by another team who lent them one of their backup sleds so they could qualify. The bobsled competition in the film consists of three individual runs held on consecutive days, whereas in reality, the Olympic bobsled competition is two runs a day held over a two-day period. While the Jamaicans did crash their bobsled, the film implied it happened during the finals and depicted the team as one of the medal contenders having run a world record pace prior to the crash. After the crash, the film depicted, depicted the Jamaicans carrying their sled on their shoulders to finish to a slow building standing ovation. In reality, the crash happened during the qualifiers due to driver error not mechanical as in the film and caused the Jamaicans to miss the finals. They were not setting a record pace and they did not carry the sled but walked next to it. When the sled tipped, they were doing 80 miles an hour, their helmets scraped along the wall for 600 meters until they came to a stop. They also received somewhat sporadic applause, less than the crescendo response in the movie, but the real bobsled driver, Dudley Stokes, cites the spectator applause as a reason the run turned from tragedy to triumph for him. Jamaicans qualified for this year's Olympics. They have described themselves as cool runnings, the second generation. In light of the team's qualification for the 2014 Olympics, Dudley Stokes, one of the original team members of the 1988 team, and now General Secretary of the Jamaican Bobsled Federation, said, I don't think the support for the team, like we've seen over the last three days, would have been sustainable without the ongoing appeal of the movie. What a great story. 
It amazed me how movies affect real life sometimes. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. See you next week, D-Heads. Bill Nye the Science Guy. Welcome to Disney Movies Anywhere, the new and exciting way to experience your favorite Disney, Pixar, and Marvel movies anywhere you go. Now you can watch your Disney digital collection on your iPhone, iPad, or computer. When you connect your iTunes account, all your eligible movies seamlessly sync with your collection. That means the movies in your iTunes library and the unlocked digital copies from your Blu-rays and DVDs will flow into your collection instantly. Plus, get rewarded for any eligible movies you purchase in the future. It's so easy that the only thing you need to decide is what to watch first. Get started today. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. It's Disney On Demand. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, LVD heads, so I'm back once again, and thank you to Caitlin, the debut of our all-new DT member with WDW and 2. Get ready to hear more from Caitlin, LVD heads, every single week here at the show. And remember, Aaron, he is here to answer all of your questions, so let him dip his hand in that virtual mailbag and send him all of your questions, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. You can also connect up with him right there on our homepage at DizRadio as well. So thank you, D-Team, for stopping in. And we got more coming up here at the show. We have Regan Burns, yes, the father from Dog with a Blog, Sonny with a Chance, and many other great things he's been part of, including the infamous Burger King Whopper commercial. And we also have Lexi, our D-Team member from Down Under, stopping in as well. So... Keeping the ball rolling here at the show here this week, all of you D-heads. I hope you enjoy all the vintage things going on here. Let's just jump right into news again once more off of the D-wire. And how about Disney beating a writer's claim of stealing Mr. Young? That's right. A complaint was filed by Emir Tiar, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, as he first filed a $100 million lawsuit against Disney and William Morris Endeavor agents. But that has now been withdrawn in favor of action from the U.S. International Trade Commission. Now, Tiar claimed that he had written a script and a show Bible for a program entitled Student Teacher, a comedy about a middle school student who becomes the teacher of his class and must contend with a bully and other students. He alleged similarities to Disney's Mr. Young, which first aired on the Canadian network YTV and is about a young prodigy who becomes a high school science teacher. Now, Thunderbird Films produced Mr. Young and sold it to Disney HD Channel. Now, Tier alleged that he had gotten in touch with William Morris Endeavor agent through a real estate agent working in Hollywood and was told that student teacher 
needed a well-known producer to market the script. In 2009, he says William Morris Endeavor agent told him that his work was too high concept for the American audiences. His ITC complaint described the harm that would come should unethical agents and producers use unfair methods of competition to create programs based on work of others. Now, the dispute led to an eight-month proceeding at the ITC, according to respondents, and now the matter has been dropped and Disney is in the right. Here's what the ITC had to say about the copyright issue. They said that it's soon after, it has been hard and confidential, so we are not going to release any of those claims. All I have to say is if you have original ideas, definitely make sure to uh, keep really good notes. Now, let's get back to Star Wars. As I mentioned, I love Star Wars, my boys love Star Wars, and how about Star Wars Episode 7 now targeting Adam Driver for the lead villain role? That's right, Variety has now reported that Adam Drives is close to signing a deal to play the villain in J.J. Abrams' Star Wars Episode 7. No exact details are unknown, but the character is said to be in the vein of the iconic Darth Vader. Now, if Driver does indeed to sign on for the role, he would be the first cast member to be revealed for the Walt Disney Studios and Lucasfilm's highly anticipated Star Wars installment, which is set to open in theaters December 18th, 2015. Now, this big-budget film is scheduled to shoot in London's Pinewood Studios starting this April, and additional cast members will likely be announced in the next month. Now, Star Wars Episode Seven will continue the Jedi saga where the Star Wars Return of the Jedi had left off. Now, Adam Driver's name had been rumored during the casting process, but in recent weeks, he has reportedly become Disney and Lucasfilm's top choice to play the main villain. Now, the delay in making a decision was due to scheduling issues with Star Wars and his HBO show, Girls. Sources say it's not just season four that was the hang-up, but also future seasons, since Star Wars installments could also coincide with the upcoming seasons of the HBO Lena Dunham comedy. Now, Variety added that Disney was also rumoring to be looking at Michael Fassbender and Hugo Weaving for the villain role as well. So let's get ready. At this point, it seems like there's been so many actors connected to Star Wars Episode 7. Let's just hope somebody gets revealed. Now, since we are talking about J.J. Abrams and Star Wars, this has nothing to do with Disney, but I'm just going to toss it out there. I'm not even going to give you tons of information about it, but Spain is getting a Star Trek theme park. Now, as much as Disney is not giving us the Star Wars land like we would all love to have, Spain is actually getting a Star Trek theme park. I mean, seriously, why can't we do that for Star Wars here in the United States? Now, getting back to films, let's talk about Indiana Jones 5 and 6. Now, everybody, you know, writes off, I guess, the Crystal Skull. They write it off as nothing. But in the years following the release of Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, comments were made that Indiana Jones 5 and 6 weren't far behind. But now that Disney has signed the dotted line and made their ownership of Indiana Jones franchise official... It seems they have gotten the ball rolling. That's right. This isn't to say that there are immediate plans for the next Indiana Jones, as they have said that we don't have a script, we have nothing planned, and we need all of those things in order to move forward. But adding more fuel to the fire is Harrison Ford's Episode 7 deal. As reported by one of the Market Saw's top resources, Ford is in talks for Indiana Jones 5 and 6 that is part of his Episode 7 contract clause. Let's just see what happens with that. Now, getting back to the parks, how about March 2014, right around the corner, coming up this weekend, and the merchandise events planned for the Walt Disney World Resort. Yes, the Flower and Garden Festival is kicking off March 5th and runs through May 18th, and it features topiaries, gardens, outdoor kitchens, and more. And of course, there is the festival-specific merchandise, including topiary-inspired garden artwork and a special edition Duffy Bear. They also have a revealed and concealed vinylmation. Now, 
several Disney artists are also scheduled to appear at the festival for special appearances and signings. There's also a special Art in the Garden weekend scheduled for March 28th through the 30th. Now, Larry Dotson is scheduled to appear daily at the Art of Disney in Epcot from March 5th through the 9th. Now, artist Greg McCullough is appearing at the Art of Disney in Epcot from March 12th through the 16th and the 26th through the 30th. Now, David E. Doss is also scheduled to appear at the Art of Disney in downtown Disney Marketplace on March 21st through the 26th. And let's not forget all of you fans of Kingdom Keepers. Yes, Ridley Pearson will have a chance to meet his fans, and you can meet the author when he makes his appearance on March 26th at Once Upon a Toy in downtown Disney from 4 to 6 p.m., and again on March 27th at the Writer's Stop inside of Disney's Hollywood Studios from 9 to 11. So, moving forward, let's talk about some releases, and there's three different films that are on the, I guess, horizon. And let's not forget Frozen, which is coming out March 18th on Blu-ray and DVD. We have The Pirate Fairy that's kicking off on April 1st, and Sophia the First and the Floating Palace coming April 8th. And also, this week, you can get the latest issue of WDW Magazine, the digital magazine for your iPad, your tablet, and now on your Google tablet as well. You can get it right there online and read the latest issue of WDW Magazine. I highly encourage it. It is fantastic. It's interactive. It's fun. And you can find out more about that at WDWMag.com. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, all kinds of news on the horizon, all kinds of fun. I am excited. We have talking dogs, animals, a bit of nostalgia, and all kinds of fun. So, I am going to release the reins to our D-team member, Lexi, here, who's going to give you the Hollywood walk with a little bit more about our special guest, Regan Burns. Now, Lexi has been going through some technical issues, as I have been stating the last two weeks here at the show. So, she's working through it. Fantastic information. But, you know, when you got a D-team member from down under, you know, you got to get through those technical issues. But, Lexi... Lexi's going to be stopping in with the Hollywood Walk. I'm going to get a drink, and the next time I'm back, we're going to have none other than Regan Burns from Dog with a Blog here with us. Be right back, all you D-heads. Well, it came about when my daughters were very young, and Saturday was always uh, Daddy's Day with the two daughters. So we'd start out and try to go someplace with, you know, different things, and I would take them to the merry-ground, and I took them different places, and... As I'd sit there while they, uh, they rode the merry-ground, did all these things, sit on a bench, you know, eating peanuts, I felt that there should be something built, some kind of a, an amusement enterprise built where that the parents and the children could uh, have fun together. So that's how Disneyland started. He wants $17 million to build a kiddie park? Walt, now you've gone too far. This is the last straw that does whatever it is the last straw does. You want some place to take your daughters to? Take them to the movies. It's a lot cheaper. 17 mil. Even I can't say it. It gets stuck right here. Walt, Walt. And so Walt was off and running. But to create a park just the way he wanted, he had to start from scratch. That meant first constructing his own shops that would plan, design, and build every ride, every exhibit every element of the park. The task was mind-boggling and called into play Walt's genius for organization. As he'd done so often in the past, he assembled a team. Very efficient. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. May I have your attention, please? All of us know there are a lot of doubters out there who don't think we can build Disneyland. Well, I think we can. If 
We make every move count. I... And I'm here to see that we do exactly that. Remember the key word, efficiency. Now let's hear it. Efficiency! Yes, we can build a dream. We can do it. We can do it. We're a heck of a team. And we care. Yes, we care. As we work side by side, we can do it with pride. When the gates open wide, we'll be there. We'll be there. We'll be there. You are out of uniform. Like we've been through the mill Stand aside, watch our dust We can do it or bust Yes we can, cause we must And we will Every woman and man We can do it So it's tough, tough is good For the soul Yes we can, yes we can We can do it we're hot and we're all on a roll On a run, on a roll, we can do it Got a dream, got a goal, got a plan It'd sure be a crime if we blew it It's a hell of a crime, can we do it? Can we open up time and we'll do it? Can we do it? Everybody out there, it's me, Tigger, a.k.a. Jim Cummings, but don't tell anybody. And you are listening to Disney On Demand. Places, <laughs> everybody, this is a tape. What is that? And one, two, two. Let's start those projectors and look at this week's Hollywood Walk. I'm super excited about this week's special guest. This is because we all love the Disney Channel, and well, this week's special guest is a real Disney Channel star from the much loved show Dog with a Blog. <laughs> now, I have to say, Regan Burns is a great American actor from Fort Benning, Georgia. Along with acting, Regan is a talented comedian. And along with his work on the Disney Channel, he has appeared on a range of commercials and fantastic American family shows. Comedy is definitely his thing. And, well, aren't we lucky? It has been said that this week's special guest has an enthusiastic tone and is great with his almost wide-eyed and fun facial expressions. <laughs> you can't really get much better reviews than that. And how cool is this? 
Regan actually went to Radford University in Virginia on a gymnastic scholarship. Imagine having that wonderful talent and then being able to graduate with a theater degree and then continue on to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts in New York City. From Georgia to Virginia to New York City to California, Regan has really acted across the whole of America. Cool, huh? And Regan has always said that California is the place that he wants to be. So we can see things have worked out well. It wasn't always starring in awesome Disney Channel shows though. Funnily enough, this week's special guest's first TV role was in 1999 on the Brooke Shields sitcom Suddenly Susan, in which he had one line, which was, Hi, my name is Jeff. <laughs> so before the Disney Channel came calling, Regan would be recognized by his work on the hilarious game show Oblivious. Now he actually hosted that game show. And in case you haven't seen this one yet, it involved Regan acting as someone or something, for example, a golf instructor, and then asking a contestant a series of five questions as part of a conversation. And then the contestant wouldn't realize it was a hoax until all the questions had been asked and they would then receive money for answering the questions. So I guess it was all about making guests appear oblivious. <laughs> Pretty funny stuff. However, this week's special guest's work does not end there. He has worked in a range of TV channels, everything from E! to Comedy Central. And he has lent his talents to shows like Halfway Home. He also appeared in an episode of Back To You, back in 2007, and Regan actually plays a recurring character on the Fox News channel's The Half Hour News Hour. Hmm. <laughs> and get this, Regan was actually a director in the second season episode of Supernatural, and he also appeared as a citizen of Reno in Reno 911. So this week's special guest versatility is definitely something to be admired, that is for sure. <laughs> he has also appeared on a wealth of other fun American shows like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Boston Legal, Weeds, The Ellen Show, Third Rock from the Sun and The Drew Carey Show. And when Regan isn't busy working on comedy shows like those ones, he lends his talents to a range of advertisements. So this week's special guest can be seen in ads for Arby's, Volkswagen, Rent-A-Car, Holiday Inn, Boston Pizza and even Burger King. Pretty awesome. <laughs> now for us D-heads, we can see Regan in other great Disney shows like back in July 2010, when he appeared in an episode of Disney's Sunny with a Chance. And he has also appeared in an episode of Disney's I'm in the Band, which is pretty great, I think. And in 2010, this week's special guest was in Zeke and Luther. And get this, before Regan's career really got rolling, he 
actually auditioned for the 1990s TV series Party of Five. Okay, one last thing. If you are not a Disney Channel lover and have not yet seen Dog with a Blog, here are some of the basics of this week's special guest role. So he actually plays the part of a child psychologist who marries a woman and has kids from a previous marriage. And get this, they end up discovering that their new dog, Stan, can talk. <laughs> dog with a blog, that's right. Imagine that. <laughs> Something that I think is pretty cool is that the show was actually created by someone that Regan had worked with previously, Michael Kaplan who also created Disney's I'm in the Band. And lucky for us, a third season of Dog with a Blog was ordered by Disney just a few weeks ago. So we have more of that to look forward to, which is great. Also, in case you were wondering, in his personal life, this week's special guest has two children. So thank you, Regan Burns. Without you, the Disney Channel would not be the same. Don't know why, but you're dying.
the girl. And their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kurt. Write down that. Chloe, we have been through this before. You are not a princess separated from her people and forced to live among the common folk. Yes, I know. I just feel that way. I'm talking about my name. I don't want to be called Chloe anymore. What do you mean? Are the other kids making fun of your name? Are they calling you Glowy? No. So, so we? No growy? Can't throwy? Weird toey? Sweetheart, your mommy wasn't being mean. She's just worried the other kids were and was pointing out how that could work in a way that was overly specific and not well thought through. Well, I'm sorry. I'm just a little concerned about that after being called smelling in kindergarten. Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And with us here this week is no stranger to any of you. If you have young children or yourself just browsing through the channels, you may know this actor, comedian. You've seen him on television commercials, especially the infamous uh, Whopper Challenge, telling uh, Burger King people that there is no more Whopper Burger. But you may know him from Dog With A Blog. We have none other than Regan Burns here with us. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Um, this is the first time hearing of the Whopper thing. Are you serious? Is this a joke? I mean, they still have them, right? <laughs> yes, they do. They still have them. I think so. Okay, how so. <laughs> Don't scare me like that. How you doing, buddy? Uh, we're doing good. Glad you could do this. I mean, you know, it took took some time to make it happen, and now uh, now we're here and uh, able to chit-chat. Yes, we are. Well, you know... And where, 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 where are you today? Uh, we are in the nice, freezing, cold Wisconsin. Oh, uh, my condolences. <laughs> yeah, buried under snow and cold this year. This has been a horrible, horrible year. Well, I'll be playing golf as soon as we finish the interview, not to rub it in or anything. <laughs> I, w- I wish I could be that lucky, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, what happens? You, you, meet a, you meet a woman, and then they keep you in that state to stay close to their family. You're freezing, you're freezing your tuckers off because of the love of a woman. Hold my hats off to you, sir. <laughs> well, you know, I guess uh, starting with things, you know, you know, actor, comedian, and more before we jump into, you know, what you're currently doing, I guess what led you down the path of, uh, you know, I guess entertainment, the whole entertainment industry and acting and all that kind of fun stuff? You know, I wasn't, uh, wasn't a child actor or anything. I didn't, uh, didn't really do theater or, uh, you know, musical performances as a child, um, but I kind of always had in the back of my head that uh, I, I enjoyed making people laugh and I ended up going to college as a communications major. I was on a gymnastics scholarship, and then uh, one day I just kind of stumbled into an acting class, and uh, I was like, you know what, I kind of, I kind of think this is what I want to do, and just kind of dropped everything else and uh, studied extensively in, uh, in college in New York for several years, and kind of just threw caution to the wind, and, and, and like I said, it wasn't really like one of those uh, Ron Howard plans where I was, you know, I grew up in front of cameras or in around the business. I grew up in Virginia, so I didn't really know what LA was like or the whole Hollywood scene, but, um, uh, it, it just kind of, kind of dragged me in. It was kind of like Al Pacino and the Godfather, you know, they just kind of sucked me in. Well, you know, I guess, uh, you know, with that kind of love too, you know, it seems, you know, it seems to come natural for you and comedy, 
Um, definitely, you know, looking at your resume, you've been in a variety of different things, and comedy always seems to come back to you. Now, is uh, comedy something that uh, you enjoy doing more than anything? Are you one of those people that's always walking around the house just cracking jokes or uh, constantly being uh, sarcastic or funny where uh, your significant other's looking at you just like, really, again? Yeah, well, around the house, I don't, I don't get away with it because my wife, she's, she's heard my hacky jokes now, all five of them for the last 20 years so she's like hey, enough settle down Regan um, but I will you know I won't lie to you I like to I like to try to get a guffaw out of people when I'm out and about or at a party or um, uh, yucking it up with folks but no, I was actually classically trained I was pretty much a dramatic guy uh, until I, I stumbled into the groundlings in Hollywood uh, which is one of the big uh, kind of comedy sketch comedy improv groups that you know have uh, formulated and uh, spat out into the world, everyone, including Will Ferrell and and uh, Cheryl Hines and all the SNL people, and you, you name it. And I was there for several years. And I found comedy, and you know Hollywood's kind of like that. Once they see you're good at something, they want to they want to keep you doing it. I enjoy doing it, but I enjoy uh, getting on the serious side as well. But I, I seem to have a, a bit of a gift for the um, the laughter. Now, I guess uh, with that said, you know, you've been a variety, uh, part of many different shows, many, of course, that uh, anyone who watches Disney Channel is going to be aware of, you know, making your rounds on Wizards of Waverly Place, Sunny with a Chance, and that's going to bring me to Dog with a Blog. And uh, that show, you know, when it first debuted, I didn't know what to make of it. My daughter loved it to death. And now <laughs> here, here it is. There was, a, there was a learning curve for you, as I was, you were saying, you did it didn't hook you right away. We had to we had to slowly pull you in. <laughs> I think so. I wasn't sure what to make of it. You know, but by five episodes in, I'm sitting there with my daughter, and we're we're enjoying it. And uh, now it's renewed for a third season. I guess what is it like, uh, you know, being on that show? Because it is uh, a kind of a breakout hit for Disney. It's still you know family fun, typical hijinks. You know, just great good family sitcom. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of people are kind of um, equating like uh, our, our show, Dog with a Blog, and um, and uh, you know Disney's other you know big family kind of comedy hit, Good Luck Charlie, and uh, they've, they've kind of made a swing back to um, kind of remember like the old days on ABC, the TGI Friday shows, the shows that um, were not just geared for kids, and you know not just geared towards adults, but there's something that everyone can sit down and watch together. So. That's what I was most excited about is that we were, we were actually trying to do a, a family comedy, uh, not just something that, you know, the parents tolerate watching when, when the kids have it on, but they actually sit down and enjoy it just as much. So, you know, not to say it's, it's definitely a Disney show, true and true and from its heart, but, um, we, we, you know, I enjoyed the fact that we were going to try to do something for the adults as well. And me and Beth Littleford, who plays my wife, we get to, we get to kind of show what a real husband-wife relationship is like and play with that a bit instead of just being the, you know, the parents who come in and sit on the edge of the bed at the end of the show and go, did you learn your lesson? Um, not to say that we don't have a little bit of that as well, but uh, it's nice that it's a show that everyone gets to do something in. Oh, and I, I don't know if I mentioned this. There's a talking dog. <laughs> well, that, that's what I was going to bring up, too, is one of those things where when you got uh, approached with the show and you got involved, were you taken back like, all right, you want me to be in a show with a talking dog? <laughs> well, they do say in Hollywood, never work with kids or animals, and here I am doing both. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, there might have been a little hesitancy at first until I, until I read the script. I mean, when they tell you it's a show about a talking dog, you're like, well, that's... That's interesting. I'm not sure if it's right for me, but once uh, once I got to meet Michael Kaplan, who created the show and the executive producer, and and read the first script, I could see that the show was you know it was 
and not to slam other talking animal shows. I love Mr. Ed and all those just as much as the next guy. I, I could see that this one had a lot of heart to it. Um, it, was, it was a little more than just a gimmick about a talking dog. It was a, a talking dog that you know was a centerpiece for a, a family story. And uh, I, I was hooked. I mean, as soon as as soon as I as soon as I read it, I knew. Uh, if I'm going to do a kid's show, this this is definitely the perfect one to do. Well, definitely. You know, and it's one of those things where, you know, the dog is just, uh, he's a backdrop, and it, yet at the same time, added to the show. You know, it's kind of like going back to those old days of ALF. It's like you have this family going on with an alien. You guys have a talking dog. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it's, uh, he's kind of, uh, you know, the moral center in a way. You know, he kind of... Uh, you, sometimes you realize that a family can get uh, kind of loopy, even if they do have a you know a psychologist in the in the household. And um, sometimes he's probably the smartest out of all of us. I guess uh, you know working on the set too. You know, um, there's a lot of great things, like you said, working with animals and children. Um, is it really difficult? I guess working with any animals on the set and you know knowing your cues or um, trying to fit in lines in between of uh, handlers trying to take you know get get these animals to go from uh, point A to point B. Yeah, it's, it, you know, I'm not gonna lie, it definitely takes a lot of patience, and we, we have those days where, uh, where our animal performer is not always, you know, 100% into doing exactly what he needs to do, and we have to learn to be patient, and that, uh, he's a creature that has feelings, and if he's, he's not in the mood to do something, then we wait until he is, so. But, you know, the, the good thing is, is that, um, uh, we got pretty blessed in that the crew is extremely patient and professional with him, and, the three the three kids we have the actors are just tremendous and uh, the lucky thing is is that you know I don't know the dog talks so I don't really have a lot of scenes with him you know <laughs> I'm always I'm always at the end of the day I'll go to G who plays Avery or or uh, or um, Blake and, and just be like man you, that that's you guys have a lot of patience because they those scenes where they have to sit and talk to the dog and play with the dog and interact I mean. Those can be four or five hours seen sometimes, and you think they'd go quick, but it's it's a lot of angles and a lot of special effects that have to be shot for. Definitely. Now, I guess off uh, offset, you know, off to the side, is there any great uh, you know stories or hijinks or anything that when you walk away from this show, you're going to remember that one time something happened or that one uh, memory you're going to always have? Um, boy, it's there's there's so many to pinpoint one. I mean. The, the great thing, that, the thing that I'm always going to remember the, the most, I think, this, that happens off camera is that uh, I have two kids, an uh, 11-year-old boy and a 8-year-old girl who come to the set just as often as they can, you know, when school's not out, and they just absolutely worship uh, my three imaginary kids. And it is always just so much fun for, you know, as soon as the cameras go down, because you forget sometimes, you know, it's like these, these kids are tr- tremendous professionals, but they're just kids at heart. So I, I love as soon as they say cut and I just see the three of them take off with my own kids and they will disappear for an hour, two hours on the set. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know, want to know what they're doing, but I know they get smiles on their faces when they come back. And so it's, it's always, it's been a real joy for me to kind of see my real kids bond with my make believe kids and, uh, enjoy each other's company when things are, are down and not so busy. Definitely. You know, and uh, I mean, it has to feel good. Like you said, they're, they're going out. It's kind of two families in one. Now, um, with the popularity of the show and getting renewed for a third season, um, did it catch you off guard that the show ended up being so popular? Um, well, we knew it was a hybrid show. You know, we, we were we were tentative at first. We're like, are, are people going to 
you know, they're going to hear talking dog, and we knew there was going to be some people who were going to be just off-put by it without giving it a chance. Um, but we knew that we had a good we had a good thing here. People watched. Um, so I would say that we were we were cautiously optimistic that it, it, it would catch on because we knew it was on it was unlike anything else on Disney Channel right now. Um, and as soon as the numbers came in, we we got a little more and more confident, and we got into our our stride, I think, really into uh, the later part of season one and season two, and uh, I, th- I think this one will be the best yet. Well, I, I guess uh, stepping aside from Dog with a Blog too, you know, you have an outstanding career in terms of so many different shows. Oh, you thank, touch you. thank I know. I'm I'm quite a powerhouse in this town of Hollywood. <laughs> uh, um, you know, I mean, you've done so many different things. You know, from being on, uh, you know, Comedy Central, and Game what Show- you're saying is, I'm old, right? Just say it. <laughs> I've been doing this way too long. Oh, no one's ever too old in Hollywood, right? Um, yeah, I remember you said that. Well, I guess looking at your entire breadth of work, you know, and all the different shows you touched base on over the years, um, you know, no matter how big or small the roles, is there ever one show or one thing that you were involved in where you were just really excited to just be there? That was the one where you're like, I don't care if I'm walking in the background. I don't care what I'm doing. I just really wanted to be part of that one show. Um, you know, it's kind of, I mean, when you're first starting out in, uh, in the town, you get very excited to be on a set, especially like a, you know, an acclaimed show. Like I can remember being on the set of Chicago Hope and, and ER and, and, uh, working on Drew Carey show and suddenly Susan and some of the first things that I did and be, being very, very excited to, you know, be around, you know, big celebrities at the time, which me, I was a young guy right off the bus, you know, I hadn't, hadn't done much. And that, that can be kind of thrilling. But what you find out is over the years is like some of my best memories are just working on the smaller projects. Um, sometimes you'd be surprised. You'd have the most fun on something that really doesn't have any big celebrities in it or isn't a big, huge budget film. And then sometimes you'll go to a show that, you know, is a big blockbuster and you're like, well, that, that really wasn't as enjoyable as I would like. Um, but no, I mean, I've been very blessed that I've worked with some pretty extraordinary people and, and had a lot of, a lot of fun. I can tell you what, I think just what stands out, I probably have to go back and look at my resume because I forgot most of it. I'm old, as you pointed out already. Um, <laughs> I, I remember just really, really loving being on a, the set of a show called Third Rock from the Sun with John Lithgow and uh, French Stewart and Kristen Johnson. And uh, I remember just, the, you know, I didn't have a huge role, but I remember they were just the warmest people and very inviting. And I try to kind of remember that with, you know, shows that I'm on now is that, you know, one of our, our guest stars or day players could always be that kid like me 20 years ago was just getting off the bus and is just absolutely thrilled to be here. So I try to make it as warm and as fun for uh, our guest stars as I know they did for me so long ago. So very, very long ago. <laughs> very good. Well, you know, I guess, you know, we don't want to keep you too long. We know that you're going to go golfing and have uh, some fun in the sun. Oh, I'll be power, I'll be power, power meeting all over town and just signing contracts. And it's just the way we roll out here. We're big jet setters. You understand that. <laughs> uh, well, I guess with that said, you know, all the fans out there and all the people that love your current work and, of course, Dog with a Blog and, you know, playing Bennett on there. And uh, I guess... With that, is there any final lasting words that you'd love to leave to all the fans, fans of the show, and uh, anything at all? Okay. I just want to say that, one, I speak for the entire cast when we appreciate the love and support that we have gotten from our fans, especially over the 
that crazy inner Wi-Fi net they call the, the, the social media. I mean, we've got so many followers on Twitter and the, the Facebook and all that stuff, and the, the love that keeps pouring in for the show is fantastic, and we're excited that it keeps growing. I guess the one request I would make is that if you happen to run across me by coincidence at a shopping mall or a restaurant, um, and you want to come up and get an autograph, I would love to. I would love to meet you. I want to talk to you. I want to get my picture with you. But if one more person asks me if the dog really talks, I'm going to go bananas. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just kidding. You can ask if the dog talks. Everyone loves to know if, if he really talks. And I answer them the same way, honestly, every single time, because I do not like to lie to people, especially kids. And that is, yes, he really, really does talk. Well, definitely. I mean, well... I don't know how they do it, but they get him to talk every episode. <laughs> well, it was our pleasure having you on, you know, stopping in and chatting with all of us. We know everybody really loves the show, you know, excited for the third season. And uh, it was our pleasure. And uh, we're going to be pretty envious as you're out there, you know, hitting the balls around. Oh, thank you very much. You're welcome to come out and join me anytime. Get out from that, what is the frozen tundra? What are, what are they... What are you in the polar vortex? Yes, we had the winter vortex up here, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, will you fly out here and spend the winter with us one, one time, okay? Oh, definitely. Thank you once again. You're welcome, buddy. LVD Headstone back once again and I hope you enjoyed this week's show and I want to extend a very special thank you once again to Regan Burns for stopping in here at the show. You have all kinds of fun. I love the show Dog with the Blog. My kids love it and I am so glad to see that it is renewed for a third season. I am very excited for that and thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule before you go golfing and keeping warm and talking with all the D-Heads here at the show. All of you fans out there, definitely check out Regan on Dog with a Blog on Disney Channel. I'd also like to thank the D-Team, Aaron, Lexi, and our newest D-Team member, Caitlin, for stopping in here this week here at the show. Thank you for stopping in and bringing a little bit of magic to all the D-Heads out there and something a little bit special. And remember, you can always connect up with the D-Team on our official website individually, start chatting with them, connecting, and more. And most of all, I want to thank you, the D-Heads. Without you, there would be no show, and we do it so you you can relive your lifetime of Disney through all the memories and magic and more. So thank you for stopping in and making the show happen. So before I let you go and let you know who's going to be stopping in next week here at the show, I am going to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, our complete archives, and our famous Lifetime of Disney player right there on the homepage. And that's at D-I-Z you can also connect 
connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. You can find us on Twitter, Skype, Instagram, AOL Instant Messenger, Pinterest, and more. Just search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, or Disney Blue, B-L-U. And remember, you can always subscribe to our show on Stitcher Radio and iTunes. So definitely spread the word, connect up, and have the magic happen in your ears every single week. So all of you D-heads, with that said, as we are at the tail end of February, we had Valentine's Day, we had all kinds of fun, and this week we had Talking Dogs and more. Next week, it doesn't slow down. For show number 65, we're taking a trip to Disney's very first princess. That's right, Snow White. We all love Snow White. Snow White is Disney's very first princess. And we have none other than Katie Von Till stopping in here at the show. And Katie Von Till is the current voice of Disney's famed Snow White princess. So get ready for that next week, all of you D-heads. So as always, as we're always busy, we're running around, we're busy, we're crazy in our lives... Take that moment, take that time, step back, and never neglect family for business. Catch you online, all of you D-heads, and gear up for next week. Hey, this for Gabby. Oh, oh. 
white and the brightness of thee I like the dark and I think to myself What a wonderful world The colors of the rainbow So pretty in the sky Are also on the faces Of people passing by See friends shaking and singing How do you do? They really sing I, I love you I hear babies cry And I watch them grow They'll learn much more Than we'll know And I think to myself What a wonderful world, world Someday I wish upon a star Wake up with the clouds are far behind Be where trouble melts like a lemon drops High above the chimney top that's where Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.